Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Och det bidrag som går direkt till final är... Loren! Med tattoo! Har ni You've just heard there the songs that competed in the fourth heat of Melfest 2023 from Saturday night, along with the moments that both smash into pieces and, of course, Queen Lorene qualified direct to the final, which is taking place in Stockholm in less than two weeks' time. Uh, Welcome along, of course, to the brand new episode of Melfest Monday, brought to you by us here at the Eurotrip. It's James with you here, as always, but I'm doing it all alone this week. No Rob, he is uh, otherwise engaged, so unfortunately, maybe fortunately, I'd like to hope so at least, (laughs) for you, uh, it's just me flying solo with you uh, to react to everything that happened in that heat that we just heard a selection of. What a show it was on Saturday night at Melfest and uh, the team at SVT seemed to pack so much into that show. Such a great variety of songs and 
what a load of special performances we saw, not just from the seven participants, but also that wonderful interval act from Corolla. Uh, what a show it was. So we'll be reacting to everything that happened there alongside not one, but two special guests, making up for the fact that Rob isn't here. I brought two uh, experts along, and they will also be helping me preview the semi-final. That's going to be taking place on our screens uh, this coming Saturday night, so less than a week to go until that one. We now know the eight songs that are going to be vying for the last four places in the final. Uh, amongst them are both Tennessee Tears and Victor Kroner. Uh, both of them will be stopping by for a chat a little bit later on. So we've got all that and more still to come. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get into it then. We're going to review everything, <laughs> as I said, from heat number four at the weekend. As I also said, Rob is not here, so I've had to recruit two special guests this week. Not just the one, but we've got two. Uh, first of all, let me welcome along Stina Dahlgren. She's back. She's from Afton Blardet. Stina, how are you? I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could well imagine. We'll we'll get all your thoughts uh, from heat number four in just a second. But also, uh, returning to the Eurotrip, it's been a while. Uh, Michal uh, from Eurovision Hub, you have debut on Melfest Monday, though. Michal, welcome along. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. I feel like a little fanboy at the moment. This is my uh, weekly listening. If I'm walking in the town or something like that, I check in with you guys every Monday for Melfest Monday. So thanks for having me. Oh, it's our oh, pleasure. It's an absolute treat to have you along. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do to begin with. We, of course, have to start with Lorene. There's no other place to start, but let me just read out one of Michal's tweets from earlier in the week. Michal, you didn't know I was going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, because a few days ago, after I think Lorene's first rehearsal on the stage, Michal said this. I'm speechless and covered in goosebumps. Wow. That rehearsal looked, sounded and felt like a Melfest and Eurovision winner. I'm in awe of Lorene's artistry, voice and stage presence. Everything about this is so right from the styling, LED roof and floor set to the visuals. Flawless. Michal, mm. do, you, uh, do you stand by that after seeing it live on Saturday uh, night? I stand by everything I said about the rehearsal. I stand by everything I said after the first listening event on Tuesday. We have a winner. We have a Eurovision winner. We don't even have a Malfest winner. I'm looking to Liverpool. I'm going to bring Steena in on this one. I, I wonder if Steena's going to agree or she's going to bring you back down to earth a little bit. What was it like for you, Steena, inside the arena on Saturday? Well, actually, like when I first heard the song, I was a little bit, well, it's, it's good, but, but it's not that good. Uh, I mean, the song has some of Sweden's absolute greatest like songwriters and composers and i was a little bit disappointed i was like it's 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 good but but it doesn't have it but then i i saw the rehearsal and i was like okay i take everything back this is something else uh, and and i hope that we send this to your vision uh, there's there's nothing else this is what we should send to your vision what was it like inside the arena, Stina? We've got to mention, of course, um, Lorene got sort of one and a half uh, times on the stage because of the the stage invasion. Um, what was the what was the stage presence like for Lorene? Because I imagine us seeing it on TV just is nowhere near what it's like live inside uh, the arena on Saturday. No, I mean everything stopped. Everything, everyone. Uh, you could tell. You could like cut the air with a knife. It was just, everyone was, everyone stopped moving, everyone stopped doing anything else, cell phones down, everyone was just watching the stage, uh, the press, the media, the audience, uh, everything. And apparently maybe the security guys as well, because <laughs> uh, someone could get up on stage. So uh, Michal, you really think this is going to happen then? There's no question in your mind about where this is going to go this year? Yeah, this is Lorene's year. I mean, there was talk about it all leading up to this with like people talking about the quality of the songs this year and they were saying okay this must be Lorene's year but I mean uh, I I felt relief as if it was my friend or someone because the pressure coming coming back as a Eurovision icon I mean Euphoria changed the narrative of Eurovision back in 2012 you know that did something for the contest uh, and then coming back with statements in 2017 Fortune wasn't on her side and I felt the weight 
of the pressure for her. So Tuesday, I woke up with a headache. I was like nervous, cold sweats listening to that song. I wanted it to be good for her. And I was so relieved. And the fact that Astina said the staging is like incredible. It's like something from an MTV Europe Music Awards performance. That is world class. And I think it was actually one of the Aftonblada journalists said this shouldn't be an arena in somewhere in Sweden. This should be at the Super Bowl. This is quality. So I think judging from the Spotify charts overnight worldwide, not just in Sweden, I mean, this is looking good. And I don't say that I don't say that lightly as an Irish person because if Sweden wins, you guys will match our our victories. We will both have seven wins. So I am not saying this lightly, you guys. As much as I love Sweden, I'm like, come on, Ireland needs to get get their stuff together. But looking like Sweden 2024, guys. Uh, as an honorary Sweden, I think you're allowed to be on on both sides of the fence on that one. Thank you. Don't. I'll take that. <laughs> Uh, plenty more to discuss, of course, from heat number four. Six other songs were in contention on Saturday night. Um, smashing to pieces uh, with Six Feet Under. I mean, a great performance uh, from, from where I was sitting. Stina, what about you? Was it a bit of a, maybe, I don't know, a bit of a surprise that they managed to, to go direct to the final? Well, I would say some people think that it's a surprise. But if you look like during the years, rock has actually been... Uh, it's always it, it always has been one of the the Melody Festival and audience favorites, uh, but it hasn't gone like I think it's it's it was around was it 2013 2012 there was it was the last time there was a rock uh, rock song in the final, but it always has been like going through the semifinal uh, rock. So I mean it wasn't a super big surprise, but. It's something. It's it hasn't been a rock 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 song in the final since 2013. I think what's always interesting when you get a, a genre like rock, Mihal, is you often get a lot of people perhaps picking up their phones, uh, calling in, or using the app vote to sort of get behind the genre they love. You know, you'll have loads of rock fans listening and thinking, "Look, we want this represented in the final," and they're they're going to vote for for whoever the act is. Yeah, 100%. You just have to look at like rock album sales as opposed to like rock songs don't stream well, but like they have their hardcore fans that will go out and go to the tours and buy the albums. Same with the voting. They will get behind a genre like this. And again, as Stina said, we haven't had a proper rock song in, in the final for a couple of years. And there's something about last night's heat that reminded me of, I don't want to say the good old days, but it reminded me, it took me back to like the early 10s or something like that with with the overall quality of the stagings and yeah, our rock song going to be in the final. So I actually had this down as a qualifier. So again, I'm patting myself in the back here. I, I was hoping this would be in our final. <laughs> uh, let's chat about the the two songs that went to uh, this upcoming weekend's semi-final. We'll chat a bit more about the whole semi-final a little bit later. Uh, but first of all, uh, Kiana uh, opening the show at just 15 years old. Or had she just celebrated her birthday? I think she might have been 16 by the time uh, she'd performed on Saturday night. Uh, such a quality performer. I could see her coming back in a few years and just wiping the floor with the entire competition. She looks like a future Melfest winner. What do you think, Stina? I think she's going to come back next year. Uh, she she was definitely a surprise. And a lot of people compared her to uh, Keruala, that was also 16 when she won Melody Festival in 1983. Um, I mean, her voice is something else. She's just 16, but... She sounds like a grown-up woman, and she just has... She's a little bit like Maria Sur. She just has it, uh, star quality. And I was so happy that she actually made it to the to the semifinal. Uh, the, the song itself as well, it sounds so modern. You would, especially here in the UK, I, I feel like I could switch the radio on and, and I would hear that immediately. Michal as well, I feel like this song uh, would have been right up your street. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. That was... <laughs> I. It's, it's one of the ones... Even now, now we have the finalists on Spotify. It's Lorien and it's this song that I'm listening to the most. This is a streaming hit. I, I think, I hope we're going to have this in our final. She's a star. I mean, I was watching her like, there's not a, a bomb note here. She's singing with such confidence. She's And, and she's just turned 16. So yeah. We have a future Malfest star here. Joining her as well from, from Saturday night in the semi-final, uh, Mariette. Uh, Stina, Mariette is one of these names when she takes part in Malfest and everybody just gets this little glint in their eye because they're so excited to see what she's she's going to bring. And it was just 
classic Mariette on Saturday night. You just knew exactly what you were going to get. Another standout performance. But I think maybe she might be a little bit disappointed that she only got to the semi-final. Well, I talked to her after, and I do think that she she wasn't disappointed. I was trying to ask her several times, like, just a little bit, aren't you a little bit disappointed? But she was actually just relieved, because I think that this heat, there were so many great songs, so many great performances. I think this was the strongest heat uh, this year. So she just felt really released that she actually went through. Um, so, so she wasn't that disappointed, actually. Stina, it almost felt like SVT this year sort of backloaded the competition and just put stuck in heat number four a load of really good songs. And in some of the other early heats, like there wasn't loads of good ones. It was a really tough competition on Saturday. Yeah, I was I was a little bit mad at <laughs> SVT because I felt that like because no one in this heat deserved to not uh, go through like I felt that there were so many songs that actually should be in the final and semi-final and then if you look at like heat one they could have put like at least one one more good song in heat one <laughs> so it was actually a little bit it was a little bit weird I'm not sure what they were thinking actually if they just wanted to have the the last and fourth uh, heat like they wanted to have just a bang bang heat but it, it was definitely not really fair I think it was really touch and go whether or not Mariette would even go to the semi-final, wasn't it? It was a point difference between her uh, and Axel Schillstrom on Saturday night. Really, really close between the two of them. Well, yeah, this was something different than we've seen before. Uh, Axel has been pretty playful before, uh, but now he, I mean, he uh, he just become a dad. Uh, and this was a, a little bit more mature side we got to see. Um, but he, he did everything i mean his voice is amazing uh it was a really great song and he was actually really disappointed after uh, he said that i thought i wasn't going to be disappointed and i know that before because because i talked to him for a couple of weeks ago and he was like well i mean i'm not sure i'm going to make it through this is something fun but but when it was just one point he said i'm disappointed he was really disappointed and i think axel is one of those people that actually deserve to go to the semi-final but also Kian and Mariette deserve to go to the semi-final <laughs> so I mean so someone had to go and I'm really sorry that it was Axel. Really really tough on Saturday. Uh, should we quickly chat about uh, the artists who came in in sixth and seventh always difficult places to finish in a, in a Melfest heat. Uh, Sina and Yordis we spoke to them on the podcast last week and I wonder they probably aren't too disappointed they were already so pleased just to be taking part in in Melfest this year I don't know did you manage to chat to them too after uh, the show on Saturday night Stina? Yeah I did I did they seemed I think they were pretty nervous during the performance uh, they looked a little bit scared actually on stage they haven't performed in front of like this many people before but yeah but I, I mean they were happy to be in melody festivalen but i couldn't they're really they don't say that much they're pretty shy both of the girls and uh, so i'm not sure they don't have the same star quality that for example kiana or maria sur has uh, i think that's that's what they're missing this song is it's a nice song it's a lovely song but they were nervous they they, they don't have it uh, and I don't think I don't think we're going to see them in Melody Festival again. But but yeah, it's hard to tell because they're just so they don't say anything. They're really shy. So it's hard to, to tell what they actually felt after. I think they just felt relieved that they that they were off stage. Yeah, I think there was definitely a few nerves there. Um, Michal, let's finish with uh, Emil. Uh, I feel like I can again, I feel like I can read you like a book in a good way because I feel like Emile's song was probably up your street as well, was it? I, I I hate to disappoint you. It wasn't up my street this time. I, you say that, but now I'm singing it all day today. But <laughs> at the time when I heard it, it gave me Melfest 2005, 2006 vibes. When I saw the rehearsals, the vocal was not there. It felt very, it, it looked like he was marking it. You know, there wasn't conviction in the movement. And, but then as the week went on, I went down, I entered this world of, of liking it. But yeah, I think the place was deserved. It was, it was a nice appearance, but yeah, sorry, not this time for me. 
Oh, well, you've proven me wrong, at least. Yeah, I just can't yeah, yeah. read you like a, <laughs> like a book. Uh, Stina, can we get a few words for, from you as well on, on Emile? Because he seemed to do very well, I think, in the... Um, in the rehearsal on Friday night in the in the audience poll, I think he was about third in the end. So it looked like he may have had some support on his side, but it didn't quite work on Saturday, did it? Yeah, exactly. And I know that that um, the host, Farah Abadi, she was talking to some of the kids in the audience. And I think that three out of four kids said that they were rooting for Emil. Uh, so it was a little bit of surprise. But we also saw that uh, Kiana was really popular among the younger kids. So I think that when the kids had to choose between Kiana and Emil, uh, it was Kiana that got that got uh, their vote. But I mean, Emil was he was this uh, competition's like happy song. Everyone just got pretty happy. Um, but it was a tough heat, and yeah, the, I'm not sure. Maybe he's gonna come back. Uh, but he was definitely just happy. I mean, this is his biggest dream. He's been dreaming about this since he was a, a kid. So so he was happy. Your home for everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. We'll be back with Stina and Michal a little bit later on in today's episode for all their expert opinion and analysis as we look ahead to this coming weekend's semi-final. Four more places up for grabs in the final coming up in a couple of weeks' time or less than two weeks until it's all over, I'm afraid to say, bringing us firmly back down to earth there. Apologies. Um, And we've also got Tennessee Tears and Victor Kroner uh, in conversation with us uh, still to come as well as we uh, get their thoughts on their second performance in Melfest 2023. But before all of that, we've got some business to attend to in the shape of Melfest Monday's ultimate Melfest party playlist. I think all those words were in the correct order. Uh, If you've been tuning in recently, you'll know that both Rob and I have been trying to piece together the ultimate Melfest party playlist, as I say, uh, to try and get you in the mood for the shows on the Saturday night. Uh, If you're not lucky enough to be one of those sat inside the arenas this year, you'll be watching from home and you want to get yourself in the mood. So we've been choosing some of the best Melfest songs uh, for you to put together in a playlist and listen before the shows begin on our screens. Uh, Do you want a bit of a refresher? Because I'll give you one. Uh, The songs that we've chosen so far are Clara Hammerstrong, Run to the Hills, Cassiopeia, I Can't Get Enough, Margaret with In My Cabana, Alcazar, Stay the Night, Timothée with Calm, Duvet Du with Road Trip, and then last week, both Rob and I were influenced uh, by the opening act from Heat Number 3 of Melfest this year, which was uh, Dolly Style. So Rob chose Habibi, uh, which they competed with in 2019, and then I chose Roller Coaster. So we kind of threw the rule out of the window where we said that we weren't allowed more than one song from the same artist. Uh, yeah, with that rule being thrown out the window. Uh, but this week, I've got two brand new songs to add to your playlist. Uh, Rob isn't here, he didn't submit one. So what I thought was, I'll give you one, and then, because we've been asking you online for your additions to the playlist, I thought I'd get one of your choices to join the playlist. So we'll get to that in just a moment. If you're thinking, I hope it's mine, I really hope it's my song that you're going to add to the playlist and you haven't actually submitted it. Uh, We may do this again in future episodes, so get in touch with us. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. But without any further ado, let's get my choice for the playlist for this week. I am as amazed as you are, I assume, that we've gotten this far into this series of Melfest Monday without an appearance from Arvingener. One of Sweden's most iconic groups, uh, they won Melody Festival back in 1993 with Eloise, have been back to the competition five more times, and my choice for the playlist this week is their most recent appearance from back in 2021, uh, Tenkin de Hem. Oh, what a song that is. You just hear that and you just immediately 
want to get up, really makes you want to dance, and just seeing them on your screens just lights up a room, doesn't it? Hopefully we get uh, the boys from Arvingana back in Melfest sometime soon. So yeah, that is my choice, but I mentioned before, I said that I was going to get one of your choices added to the playlist this week, and thanks to David, uh, amongst others who got in touch with us online, at YouTube Podcast on Twitter he got in touch, Uh, so thank you David, he said... I'd love you to add Dotter with Little Tot to the Melfest playlist. Was gutted this didn't win back in 2021. Yeah, what a song this is. David, thank you so much for submitting this one. I couldn't resist it when I saw it uh, on our Twitter feed earlier in the week. I thought, we've got to add this one. Uh, Dotter's uh, most recent appearance in the competition as well. She made a debut back in, in 2018, returned in 2020 with Bulletproof. Uh, just one place off, winning Melody Festivalen. But the uh, the song we've added this week from Dotter is Little Tot, as she returned in 2021 written by herself and her partner, Dino Medenhodzic, finished in fourth place in the final that year. So there you go, two great new additions to the playlist, uh, Arvingana and Dotter. When you aren't listening, find us on social media, at Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Right now, though, it's time to turn our attentions to the semi-final. Uh, both Stina and Michal will be joining us again shortly. But first, I'm going to bring you some conversations that we've had with two of the competing artists. They are, in just a moment, Victor Krona. But first, let's hear from Tennessee Tears. Great to have them back on the podcast again. We spoke to them a few weeks ago ahead of their appearance in their heat. It was their debut in Melody Festival and a few weeks ago they took part in heat number two and they've qualified to the semi-final. They picked up a few sets of 12 points so I asked them about that, whether they were surprised, how they are feeling and what their hopes are for the semi-final. So this is what happened when I caught up with Jonas and Tilda from Tennessee Tears. Jonas and Tilda, welcome back to Melfest Monday. It's great to have you along. Thank you. Thank you for having us again. It's wonderful to catch up. It's wonderful to chat to you again. Um, some big stuff has, of course, happened since we last spoke to you. We spoke to you before your Melfest heat. We're now speaking to you ahead of the semi-final because you made it through. Congratulations. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you very much. It was really surprising to us, actually. Yeah. We didn't expect anything. And uh, we didn't even get, ner- get nervous because we didn't expect anything from it. Yeah. And then it just happened. So here we are, ready for the semi-finals. Are you telling me there was no nerves whatsoever? I don't believe you. <laughs> well, when we got the first 12 points, then we started to get nervous because we were like, oh, do we have a chance here? Okay, so we're in the competition now. Okay, then then we got nervous. So now we're nervous for um, the semifinals. <laughs> but it, it's such a big uh, like spectacle, the whole thing. Yeah. So you do it for four days in a row. You rehearse, you do camera rehearsals, you do... Um, like shows in front of full full seated arenas and everything in three, two or three days. Yeah. So when you finally get there on Saturday evening for the big show, you just want to get it done. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a, you have done it like three or four times before, so it's it's pretty. Um, yeah, just go ahead with it and do yeah. it. What was it like then? Talk, talk to us about what it was actually like on on the night on the Saturday night. You walk out on stage, you get to perform in front of. I forget how many thousands of people and then about, what, three million watching on TV? You know, what is that three minutes actually like? Well, first of all, you try not to think about the three millions at home. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the first uh, rule, of, rule yeah. of competition for us. But uh, I have to say it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun. We, we're so used to uh, being on stage and um, usually on smaller stages, uh, not that, that big of a crowd. So when you're finally out there, it's just a lot of fun to be there. And uh, I think I watched our performance after afterwards, and I can see how we're smiling, and that's just genuine smiling from how we're actually feeling at the time. Yeah, to be honest, like as soon as you get up on that stage, when they say it's your turn, you get a kind of high. So you get like an adrenaline high. So 
I can't even remember being up there, you know, like it, you just remember how fun it was. And you just like, oh, my God, three minutes. What? Where did it go? Like, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I've been so lucky to chat to, you know, so many people who have performed in Melfest and performed at Eurovision before. And so many of them say, yeah, I've got no idea what happened during those three minutes because it just yeah. felt like such a blur. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It, because you just, the adrenaline starts pumping so high in your body and you just like try to uh, enjoy every moment. So afterwards, you just like, what really happened? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember what I remember walking to the green room uh, with the two other songwriters, Thomas, Thomas and um, and Anders, and I just asked them. My first question was, "Was that even good?" <laughs> I didn't know anything what we just done. So, <laughs> well, I, I presume they said yes, it was good. Uh, what was their reaction? They were kind enough to say that it was good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about the the voting sequence before about the, the the 12 points that you got. I think you got three sets of 12 points from the yeah. telephone voters. And then the two oldest age groups as well. Were you expecting so many points from, from the oldies? <laughs> well, actually, if we were expecting any points at all, it would be from the oldies, I think. Yeah. Because um, I think our music is kind of easy for them to adapt to as well. And um, uh, they like more kind of music where there's a lot of instruments and stuff. So I think that's why they adapt more to it. And because we're maybe a duet or something, but I didn't expect to get the 12 points from any of them. So uh, no, neither that's, did I. Uh, that's very nice. And getting three in a row, I actually screamed after the third one. I, I yeah. screamed straight out. It was like, what? What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> Well, something clearly worked. You you did something very well, which is which is great to see. Uh, what's been the the rest of the reaction? You know, of course, you went to the semi final, which means one of the best things actually is that you get to release your song straight away. You don't have to wait until yeah. you know when you go to the final. You've got to wait a few more weeks. So, what's the reaction been from you know Tennessee tears uh, fans around the world? You know, in Sweden, I guess there's a lot of fans in the US as well with this type of music. What's the reaction been from from the Tennessee tears fans? I gotta say that the first thing that we can see—that's the like Spotify, title, Apple Music, all those streaming platforms—how everything just went straight up on yeah. every platform, uh, and that's from um, yeah, United States, that from South America, that's all of Germany, Europe, Germany, Germany is really yeah, and UK as well, mm -hmm. um, and that's uh, that's probably the biggest difference. And mainly in Sweden, because now the music that we've made before is a bit more country and they've only played it on one of the radio two of the radio stations here in sweden but this song is more mainstream so they play it on every station now and that's also a big difference where yeah. we can actually reach um some people that we never reached before so uh, that's a big thing uh difference to see as well do you still get those you know goosebump moments when you're in the car or something you've got the radio on and, and your track comes on you're like oh my god it's my it's our track no. on the radio <laughs> to be totally honest with you i haven't had time to get those goosebumps yet because there's so much <laughs> happening right now it's just uh, interviews we got a you know going to the hairdresser doing like a million times at the same time because we have to get ready for next week that, that's the um, <laughs> or the semi-finals so we have to get ready for that so there's a lot of preparations going on but of course it's a nice feeling when of you uh, put the radio on and there's you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking about that preparation for the semi-final uh, this upcoming weekend what has that been like are you um are you looking back at the performance and thinking i'd quite like to change this i'd like to change that or you know what what are these preparations like well, overall, we're, we're really satisfied with how the number looked the first time. So we don't want to do any major changes at all. We just want to do small things here and there, maybe a camera looking that way instead of that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, small, related things. But you can always do better. Like, you always yeah. want to be better than the last time, of course. But so. with that said, I have to say we're, we're both so happy 
with uh, how we performed the first time. So we we don't want to do any anything major. Maybe mm. maybe we lose voters if we do. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, why change something if clearly it, it all worked so well together the first time? Um, on the podcast last time, when we spoke to you for the first time, I remember we were chatting about what the goal was, what the ambition was for, for taking part in, in Melfest this year. You know, now that you've gotten through the heat and you're going to be in the semi-final, that must be, you know, a good tick in the box to say we've achieved something. Is that sort of, you're happy with that? Even if you don't progress to the final, you must be pleased with this progress. Definitely. That was pretty much, if we dared to hope for any goal, our goal was to get to the semi-finals. And uh, yeah. that's where we are now, and we couldn't be happier with that. So, uh, but of course, now when you're here, it would be a nice goal to get to the finals as well, and uh, just to get to do it all over again. Yeah, to be honest, I have to say that that's the biggest thing for me that we get to do this one more time. We get to play for the same, not the same audience, mm -hmm. but the same kind of audience one more time. Hopefully, too, if we're really mm -hmm. lucky. But there's a lot of competition, I feel. The competition oh, yeah. is getting harder and harder. So we don't really expect anything oh, more than... Or, or that's all we care about, I think, this time as well. Our own performance and do it yeah. as good as we can, uh, can possibly do. Yeah. We've got to ask you as well uh, about your... I think, is she your manager, Jill Johnson, a Swedish icon as well? Uh, what a reaction to this journey being. She must be overwhelmed as well, is she? Yeah. She is. She is. She's very excited for us too. So she's just like, this is your moment. Enjoy every second. Yeah, I'm still a bit yeah. sorry for her though, because she couldn't be there when we performed. No. So we we called her up on the FaceTime or Skype or something. Yeah. Right after, she and I, I don't think. Yeah, she called us. Yeah. I don't think we said a word. We just screamed yeah. like eight, eight of us <laughs> were screaming for five minutes. So I think she she hung up at her yeah. <laughs> after a while. <laughs> is she going to be there uh, this weekend for the semi final? Do you think? I don't think so because I think she because she's doing a show here in Sweden, so I think she's busy like every weekend now. Yeah, she might. So be. I don't think so. Unfortunately, but she's always with us. Yeah, she's writing text messages and, yeah, and uh, call us and looking after that. us all the time. So yes. that feels good. Well, fingers crossed, even if she's not going to be there, fingers crossed you get to do that screaming call again after the show where you get to <laughs> scream down the phone saying, we made it, we made it. Uh, I, I, I wish you do that again. So. Yeah, let's fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I wish you yes. both the very best of luck for the semi-final uh, this coming weekend and say thanks again for, for joining us for a chat. Thank you Thank so you. much for having us. Thanks. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Always great to chat to Jonas and Tilda from Tennessee Tears. They've just got such a great energy about them, whether it's when they're on stage, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, or when we've just heard them uh, in conversation with me from a few days ago there. There's just so much positivity about them. So yeah, very excited to see how they perform on the stage. We'll be chatting about them and the rest of the act in just a moment. But before then, let's bring on Victor Kroner. Now, you thought you'd get away with it, but no. I'm afraid not. No, Rob Lilly is going to be here. He managed to sit down with Victor uh, just before the weekend. So just before heat number four. Victor, of course, uh, was in heat number one. He went uh, to the semi-final alongside Alof and 
Benny, a victor making his third appearance as an artist in Melody Festivalen, uh, returning for the first time since 2020 uh, when he reached the final again with Troubled Water. So he's going to be hoping to repeat that success uh, this coming weekend in the semi-final. So let's get to it, shall we? This is what happened when Rob sat down with Victor Kroner. Victor Crone, welcome back to the Euro Trip and welcome to Melfest Monday. Thank you. Good to be back. It was about a year, a year ago that we had you on the Euro Trip. It was brilliant to chat to you then. And I think back then I asked you, would you ever think about coming back to Melody Festival and or even SD Lau as well? Well, here we are, yeah. a year on. You're preparing now for the, the semi-final of Melody Festival and you progressed through from from the first heat how are preparations going for the for the semi-final we're chatting about a week before so how are things going it's going good i think i'm getting prepared and getting pumped up again to to the semi-finals a few changes in the in the number hopefully i want to be uh well a bit more closer and you know more camera angles and it's always the the small stuff overall i think the performance looks good uh i think it's more more of my stuff that I a bit always the vocals and then a bit more movement on stage maybe and stuff like that but uh yeah I'm excited it's going to be a a nervous uh, semi-final I, I didn't look at the performance the day after because I was uh, you know as as after the uh, the contest or uh, what do you say the um, the heat. Yeah, the show. Yeah, the heat. The heat. Thank you. Uh, you, uh, you have a party during the evening and stuff. So the other, the day after, it felt like, okay, I just want to take a step back for this a while. But uh, yeah, we had two days to come come up with our changes. And I think there, there was a few changes to be made. Uh, and hopefully we'll see now. I'm going to Erwik on next Wednesday. So we'll see what, what happens. But uh, yeah, mostly like... A few like lighting and camera angles and stuff like that. But overall, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the the act how it looks right now. You um, you mentioned the after party, and we've been chatting about mm -hmm. the the after parties on Melfast Monday quite a lot on this series so oh, far with other artists. And, yeah, well, we yeah. We've, been, we've been chatting to a lot of the team from Afton Bladet, so I'm sure you know like Toby Eck and, and Stina Dahlgren and, and those guys who've been telling us what the after parties have been like. What was the uh -huh. one in What was the one in Gothenburg like? Because they were saying that the one in in Linköping would be like the best one, but how was the one in Gothenburg? I had a lot of fun. I uh, I went to bed at six in the morning, so <laughs> apparently I had a lot of fun. Uh, it's well, it's kind of you know from the show ends at around like nine thirty or ten in the evening, and then you have the press conference. So us artists and yeah, the whole team are we we enter the uh, after party around midnight, so everything starts quite late, and then it's. You know, you have a lot, you feel the pressure releases from you and, you know, so it, it's not that long, actually, it's six hours of party, but uh, it, it was fun. I, we danced a lot and listened to all the music. I think it was a good party. Pleased to hear it, although unfortunately, as as I think we heard at the time, did Eva and Ewa miss, miss it? Did they go to bed early? They weren't there? Yeah, I, I even talked to them during the, the first heat and they said, no, we're We've, we've done that before we're going home <laughs> but uh yeah so i i did, unfortunately didn't see them but uh i think everyone else was there from what i remember <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna say from what you remember at the time 6 a.m yeah. bedtime that yes. sounds like a yes. good night <laughs> yeah it was it was good i had some problem with the the, the food delivery uh we ordered some you know classic pizza and hamburgers during the evening at six in the morning and then <laughs> Uh, the driver who was going to deliver it came with a completely different order. He had his whole front seat like packed with just just other kinds of pizza. And can't you take this instead? And I was like, no, this is not what I ordered. So we have a bit of it was a we had a bit of a a food. Yeah, a bit of confusion with the delivery driver. But Victor, did yes. you Victor did yeah. you eventually get the pizza that you were after? This is the big question. And and what pizza mm -hmm. had you ordered in the first place? <laughs> 
I had ordered just a regular margarita and then an ordinary hamburger, and he was trying to offer me just pizza with pineapple and just, yeah, different stuff. So uh, uh, the short answer, I didn't receive my order. So uh, I went to uh, McDonald's for me and my girlfriend. We had <laughs> That was it. <laughs> Victor, before we started recording, you were telling me that actually your, your preparations for the first heat, so obviously a few weeks ago now, your preparations were kind of less than ideal because you had a bit of a problem with your, your in-ears, didn't you? Yeah, the day, well, I, I didn't, like, the day before, we noticed that my left ear and my in-ears was, uh, yeah, broken. So I didn't hear as much in my left ear as in the other. And I had a problem, like, I, I told the sound engineers that it felt like I was singing, like, not from my stomach and chest, but more from my head. And, uh, you know, being on stage, you think of so much else. So the sound engineer took it in and said, hey, dude, this this is broken. So uh, I had to borrow a pair of in-ears from the team, well, the Maldives Fallen team, uh, during the, the Saturday's performance. But uh, I, I sent my, my original ones now to France, and they just got here yesterday. So now I'm going to be really careful with them and keep them in the box. I think that's going to improve a lot, hopefully. Well, fingers crossed, absolutely. Victor, I've, st- I've still not asked you yet why you're back this year. Why is 2023 <laughs> Why is 2023 kind of the perfect time for your, your return to Melfest? And who knows, maybe your return to Eurovision. Uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, well, I, I think it was the timing, actually. I uh, recently, or uh, maybe half a year back, got signed to Universal Music. So that's my new label. And uh, it was a... You know, with everything that's coming with singles and, you know, getting recognition that Melody Festival brings, especially in Sweden, it was a good timing to yeah, start off the project with uh, with Melo. Victor, what have you made of, of the rest of the competition this year? Are, are there any songs, any artists that have, have stood out for you? At the time that we're talking, people won't know this, at the time we're talking, we're, we're talking just ahead of the final heat. So we haven't seen all of those acts taking to the stage. But what have you made of the competition this year? Is there anybody else that stands out? Well, I think from last week that I saw was Marcus and Martinez, of course. I think that was a strong performance and the whole staging was super, I think. Uh, I'm really excited for Lorene this Saturday. Uh, it's tomorrow for us now. Um, and from I heard a snippet of the song and I think it sounds great. Uh, the semi-finals, I think, is going to be, it's really hard to predict from the songs that are that I'm going to compete against now. You're back, yeah. obviously, in Melody Festival and again this year. Is this it now, yeah. depending on what happens? Is that it? Are you, you know, your your life in Melo, your, your maybe Estee Lowell as well. I don't, I don't know where we may see you again next, but it is, would that be it or never say never? Well, I do miss Estee Lowell. Uh, very much that was a good thing and I'm I'm actually going back to Estonia this summer for a few shows and but uh you never know I can never I don't know it's 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 very fun and um I'm enjoying it so we'll see this is the first time though people are calling me a veteran so maybe <laughs> it's time to maybe it's time to take a break and just finally Victor what would you like to say to anyone listening to this who could vote for you in the semi-final, what do you want to say to them? I'm super excited, and I hope uh, hope uh, you will enjoy the show next Saturday, and that the new ears are gonna do what they, yeah, bring me to the the best that I can do for the song, and uh, yeah, just enjoy, I guess. Victor, thank you so much for chatting, as always, and all the best thank of luck you, in the semi-final. So, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a good one. So a big thanks to Victor Krohn for joining us here on Melfest Monday. That brings us nicely along uh, to the section where we look ahead to the semi-final in full. Uh, Stina and Michal uh, join me again. And Stina, I need something from you, which is your wonderful Swedish accent, to uh, read us through the running order for the semi-final this coming Saturday, please. Okay, then we have Tios, Mer av dig. Uh, after that, it's Mariette with the song One Day. Number three is Victor Krone, Diamonds. 
Then we have Tennessee Tears with Now I Know. After that, it's Elov Obeni, Raggen Gård. Then we have Melanie Webe for the show. Uh, Nordman with the song Släpp alla sorger. And last, it's Kiana, Where Did You Go? Wonderful stuff. Stina, thank you so much. Uh, if anything, I'm disappointed because Casanovas aren't in there and I really was looking forward to hearing you say Casanovas again, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also disappointed that they're not here. <laughs> uh, Michal, let me come straight to you. Um, I, we can either do this in order of the songs or you can just pick one at random. I don't mind. Which song and which artist would you like to have a quick chat about first? Let's talk about Tios. Wonderful. So he's going to be opening the show on Saturday night. Mihal, he sounds like this is going to be a great open to the show. He's really going to get the party started, isn't he? 100%. If I was SVT, I would have him open the show as well. This is a party. This has been streaming so well since his heat. For me, this is a guaranteed qualifier. Stina, can you just remind us as well, because the the format of the semi-final this year is a, a little bit different. SVT have been trying some recent some new things recently. Uh, first, we had the duels. They got rid of that a couple of years ago. Last year, we sort of had two semi-finals in one show. But this year, again, we've got another format. Remind us how it works. Well, this time it's just going to be everyone against everyone so it's just going to be like the four songs that are the best and the, that gets the most votes are gonna go through the final uh, i think this is a better way to do it because earlier it's been a little bit it's been a little bit weird because two good when they had like the duels two good songs could could meet in a duel and then one had to go and then in another duel it could be two really bad songs and one went through so this is way better it's just going to be the four best songs, they're going to make it through the final. Way better. Yeah, much easier to follow along for, for people watching at home. Uh, Michal, you've picked out one song that you think is going to be safe. It's going to go straight to the final. It's going to be an easy one at the weekend. Do you want to pick us out one where you think it might struggle? It won't necessarily get the votes from from the people at home. might have a bit of a challenge. It's conflicting because it's like, do I go on performance and voting or do I look at streaming? Because if we look at Elog and Benny, they have been streaming super well, which makes me think, okay, the public is behind them. But then if you look at their score, it was it was Victor got 80 points and they got 43 points. That's a big difference between third and fourth place. And they're gonna be competing against acts that got higher points in their target demographic and age group. So I'm just like, oh. I'm really conflicted. Michal just mentioned uh, Victor Corona there. We just heard him on the podcast as well. Uh, Given how well he did in his heat, do you think he's going to be a a firm qualifier to the final? Or do you think with him having a lot more competition this weekend, it might be a bit more difficult for him? I I don't think that he's... he's not. I'm not as as sure about him as I am with Teos. I think he's going to be the one that's like four or five... I think, but but mm, I need to look at the names here. Mm. Well, I still do think it's going to make it through the final because, I mean, the song is a, it's a classical radio hit. Uh, so I still think that he's going to make it to the final, but I do think that in the final, he's going to be in the bottom. Uh, should we chat about Tennessee Tears as well? It's, a, it's an act we've had on the podcast a couple of times, including a little bit earlier on today. Uh, Michal, let me come to you. What are your thoughts about Tennessee Tears? Because we saw them do well with uh, the telephone voters and then the, the top two age groups. Do you think it might be a bit more difficult with the, uh, for them this coming weekend now they've got a few more songs to be competing against? Yeah, I think this semi-final lineup is just too strong for them to make it through. I've been thinking about this all day and I listened to the recaps and seeing how they sound back to back. And I just think... Yeah, this is too strong. It's a really great debut from them. They've done themselves proud. But in this lineup, I don't think there's a space for them. I'd love to chat about uh, Nordman uh, because when they were in their heat, again, we saw them picking up a a lot of support. You know, they've been away from Melfest for for so long now that it was sort of like a rebirth for them, wasn't it, in a way, Stina? Um, Touch and go for them to qualify to the final, do you think? Or do you think this is going to be a pretty surefire one? 
they're going to make it through. Uh, this is actually, well, Teos, and after that, I think it's going to be Nordman. Uh, the Swedish people love Nordman. Uh, everyone has been talking about them. I definitely, definitely think that they're going to make it through. I agree. This, this from living in Sweden and being out in Stockholm and stuff like that, the chorus of this song, Stina, maybe you'll know, this reminds me of bars like uh, Kvarnen. Oh, yes. <laughs> that stay, it stays open all night. At the end of your night, you go there and it's playing like, spirits are calling my name. You know, all those classics. This feels like the crowd that go there would eat this up. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit left out as the only person not living in Stockholm at the moment. I, I need a trip there <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> well, who else should we choose um, to chat about? Who haven't we spoken about yet? Um, Melanie Weber uh, making her debut this year. Um, go on then, Stina. Let me have your thoughts on, on Melanie. I think that Melanie is going to struggle just as much as Tennessee Tears. Um, I think people were actually surprised that she made it through uh last the heat she was in um she, people were surprised that she she made it through the semifinal so i think that tennessee tears and melanie Weber are are going to struggle the most and they're going to be in the bottom and this two act who of course qualified from uh, from the fourth and final heat on saturday mariette and kiana uh michal they'll be two of the artists who are freshest in, in people's minds do you think that'll help them at all yeah, there's definitely an advantage there because if you're tuning in, you're like, oh, that's the song from last week and Mariette's a known name in the Melfast world and Kiana just did a stellar performance. And so I think that definitely plays to their advantage. Um, and I would like to see both of them in the final, but then there's also Tios and Norma. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough one to predict for sure. Uh, speaking of predictions then you mentioned the predictions word i wasn't going to bring it up if you uh, didn't before oh. <laughs> i'll give you i'll give you a moment to think uh while i ask stina first we sort of i think we've got a bit of a a vibe about who you think will qualify and who won't there's eight acts stina in the show four get to join the other finalists who are the four going to be okay i'm definitely gonna say teos and uh, nodeman for sure um, then it gets a little bit trickier. I think that both Mariette and Victor Krona are going to be like in the middle. Um, hmm, okay, um, I have to pick one of them. Uh, I'm actually going to pick Victor Krona. And then uh, I'm going to say... Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go on. I was just going to say, I can see Michal as you're chatting there. He's making notes on his notepad and he seems to be pointing at it to say, yeah, yeah I'm making the exact same notes yeah. as Dean is saying here. Is that right? Oh. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, go on, Stina. Give us the, the full list, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see if, if uh, we're going to have the same all the way through. And I think that also we're going to see Kiana in the final. I just want to show you on camera that this is what I said as well. Tios, Kiana, Norman, and I scored out Maria and Tennessee Tears, even before you said Victor. So, yeah, I think that's going to be our four. Tios, Kiana, Norman, and Victor Corona. Well, there you go. Mm. We're both on the both on it's, the same page there. Very excited. It's so boring so. that we agree. <laughs> I know. Is, yeah, I was I was but, looking for a little bit of difference. Maybe. But I had <laughs> I had Tennessee Tears and Mariette there. But yeah, it, it's a tough one. What I want to happen is Tios, Kiana, Mariette, and Melanie Webb. But that's in my ideal dream world. That's how prepared I was, James. I was here with my notepad before this started, ready to go. I knew you would ask us. That's what I like to see. I like the preparedness of it. I really enjoy it. Before I let you both go, uh, Stina, can we have a word on the, the city that we're going to be going to for the semi-final? Uh, is it, f forgive my pronunciation of it, maybe we should get um, Mihal's instead. I'll say it first. Mihal can go second and then Stina, you can correct one of us. Uh, Önskuldsvik? Okay. This O is an E. Önskuldsvik. Okay, who was the... Well, I think Miho was the closest, but but it's it's pronounced Önsköldsvik. Oh, wow. Okay, I was miles off then. Forgive me. I, I need to get back on Swedish Duolingo fairly quickly then to <laughs> to correct that. It's really far north in Sweden, isn't it, Stina? It's far up north. We have been further up north earlier, but it's it's definitely north. It's def definitely going to be a little bit cold. Um, but it's also fun because the, the cities up north are always very 
like I feel that they're very warm. Like the people that lives there, they're um, happy that Melody Festival are there. They're pretty, pretty calm, pretty easygoing. So I love to be up in uh, up in the north with Melody Festival. Stina Dahlgren from Aftonbladet and Michal from uh, from Eurovision Hub, honorary Swede as well, I should say. Uh, thank you both for joining us for for Melfest Monday and enjoy the semi final this coming weekend. Thank you so much. Tack. Thank you. So there we are then. We are fully up to speed on all things Melody Festivalen. Four heats down, two shows to go. They are, of course, the semi-final and then the grand final, uh, which is coming our way on March the 11th. Four more places up for grabs, and we'll find out which of the eight acts competing in the semi-final will take those four places on Saturday night. A big thanks to both Stina and Michal for joining us to uh, get us up to speed on everything uh, that we've got to expect. And thanks for their predictions as well. You can get in touch with your predictions too. Uh, We are at Eurotube Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok as well. Email us hello at eurotrippodcast.com and you can read all of our exclusive stories on eurotrippodcast.com. A uh, big thanks to Tennessee Tears and Victor Corona as well for joining us for a chat ahead of their appearance in the semi final. And a big thanks to you as well for joining me. I'm a lonesome uh, for, for this episode. It's been great to have you along. We'll be back, both of us, both me and Rob, on Wednesday for your regular episode of the Eurotrip. In the meantime, I've already mentioned it, make sure you get in touch with us online and as well, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye.